Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest installment of 10 Minutes on Brand. I'm Will Strawn, partner here at Focus Lab. This week, I had the pleasure of being joined by Natalie Kent, design director here at Focus Lab, to discuss design trends or cliches in branding. And with that, let's go ahead and jump over to our conversation. All right, Natalie, welcome to another installment at 10 Minutes on Brand. I am super excited to talk to you about trends, uh, specifically trends that we're seeing in the brand world. So how are you doing? Doing really good. Thanks for having me. Cool. Yeah, my pleasure. So with that, let's go ahead and dive in. It's currently, uh, we'll say the fall time of 2022. So right now, um, would you say, are there any trends that you're noticing right now in the branding world? Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely seeing a trend. So we've had this kind of branding experience happening for a while now. I'm certainly seeing a lot of brands that are bringing a lot more personality, taking some risk with their brands and trying just kind of some really new, more experimental things. It's not to say that timelessness is going out of style by any means, but I am okay. seeing more people taking risk in their brands, um, having some fun, breaking the rules a little bit and maybe getting away from some of that just super bland branding into something a little bit more fun. And when you say bland, are you thinking like minimal, clean, white space? Like when you say bland, what do you mean by that? Yeah, it's almost like the brands that maybe can feel really um, overly corporate, like taking things okay. too simple, too clean, and not necessarily done in a minimalist way that could really speak to maybe a brand's personalities, attributes, but just in a way mm. that might feel sterile or plain or overly corporate. Brands really yeah. leaning more in the opposite direction of let's have fun with this. Let's bring more just energy and experimentation into our brand. Oh, love it. Now, when you say breaking the rules, can you give me an example? What do you mean breaking the rules? Like that, something about that, it feels really exciting to me. So I want to know more. Yeah, I think of a great example. I believe it was the San Francisco Symphony branding where that mm -hmm. brand system and the logo itself actually flexes and warps and moves and bends, which kind of reminds you of music and music notes and how different tones can kind of change and flex with sound. And that's okay. a really great example of a brand that's just really flexible. It's a symphony. You would think it's maybe a little mm -hmm. more traditional or safer. Um, and they took sure. some really great risk with their brand that I think elevates them as um, more of a just an innovative symphony organization and not just your grandmother's symphony. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you mentioned risks because in the world of branding, you want to stand out, right? You don't want to look the same as everyone else. You don't, you don't want to apply, uh, it worked for them. It'll work for me. Let me, let me make a brand that looks like them. Um, I think I'm in an interesting position because I get to talk to a lot of companies in a lot of different positions. And there are brands that come up a lot from my perspective where they say, we really want to kind of capture what this brand is doing. And uh, one brand that comes up a lot, um, which I think is a really best-in-class brand, they've always been really innovative from a design perspective, is Stripe. Do you think that um, when we think of Stripe's brand, it's a sans-serif logo type, it's very clean, they use a lot of really great like 3D renders and product of product representations. Do you think that sometimes category-leading brands can influence trends that then kind of cascade to other companies? Yes, absolutely. So yeah, the Stripe Stripe is a great example of a brand that does it so well that so many other brands are almost trying to get on board with that. 
because it, it, yeah, it does work so well for them. It connects to their name. It connects to um, their personal attributes and everything that's unique about Mm -hmm. them. But then, yeah, part of that is other people get on board and they say, I want that and wanted to try similar things. Yeah, I I guess the fear is once so many people do it, then it's it's diluted. It doesn't have the same impact that maybe it once would have had. Um, I want to look at, I want to go a little bit deeper in in brands and talk about other aspects. So brand illustrations is a big part of a lot of brands. And I think one trend that I've noticed probably over the last three to four to five years is people illustrations. There was a moment there, there was a movement where there were these really abstract people illustrations with like big legs and big arms and maybe big heads. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, yeah, I forget the term. I think there's even a term for it. Yeah. You know, I think that's a trend to me that in the moment, oh my gosh, it was so awesome. It was so, it, it helped elevate the content and the story and it worked for a lot of industries, but then it got played out really fast. You know, um, even, you know, Focus Lab has built brands where we've had some really unique styles, but we've had to try to find a little bit of an opening. So it is try to find a new angle. But once those trends started popping up, there became a lot of stock illustration packs and everything that were those styles. So um, do you feel like there's anything like that that might be happening right now? Or maybe we won't know until it's over. If not, that's totally cool. But I'm just curious if there's anything like the warped human illustrations that is happening right now that maybe <laughs> we should be aware of. Well, so I feel like, um, you know, you brought up that trend or certainly like the last several years, it was almost like this renaissance of brands realizing, wow, we can bring in illustration to our B2B mm-hmm. brand. Like that was just kind of a moment. And I think a lot of people jumped on that. Um, now I think it's evolving where it's becoming, how can we still incorporate really unique artwork that speaks to our values, that speaks to us as a company and what makes us different? But maybe it's not as literal, you know, our, our blinders aren't on where it just has to be illustrations of people. But how can we tie in 3D imagery? How can we connect NFTs to our brand or, you know, NFT artwork and get really creative yeah. with who you hire, who you collaborate with? to create something really original because unlike a, you know, like a vector pack of stock graphics, you can hire someone to do that stuff custom and no other brand is going to have the art that you have. So that's kind of how I've Mm -hmm. seen it evolve from just the idea of having illustration in your brand being so new to now it's like, how can we really hone in on something that's specific and unique to us that no one else could have? Got it. Okay. I love it. So it's very much if if you are going to build out a robust illustration, like you got to find something that's unique to you that can tie to your attributes, so it doesn't feel like what everyone else is doing. Um, I, I know I think I've got a couple of minutes. I want to talk about the one, the only startup, Blue. So as for color palettes, Blue is one we see a lot. It might be one of the most common colors that B two B technology companies use. What are your thoughts on on that? And why do you think so many people are drawn to kind of a safe blue color palette? I think it's similar to what you said, the word safe. Um, blue mm. is a color of trust. So um, it, when we're looking at color in brands, we actually look at color psychology. There's actually science and data that backs up what color does in our mind and how we perceive color and the emotions that we connect to color. 
blue and red are the most popular colors for any brand anywhere, even outside of B2B. Blue is a color of trust. Red is a color of challenge and energy. Those are polar opposites. But so Mm -hmm. people naturally gravitate towards blue as a color of safety, trust, the banking industry, healthcare also has tons of blue. Um, And like you said, in B2B, we see that often. Yeah, why would, you know, you have to look at your landscape and you have to look at, you know, are you just in the sea of blue? And if your logo is just next to a bunch of other logos that are all blue, how, how is your customer supposed to pick you out as someone who thinks differently, who's going to solve their needs or take a new look at something if you just blend in? So that's kind of, and that's a universal thing for any brand outside of color mm-hmm. to not just blend in with everyone else, with what everyone else is choosing, even if it feels like it's the safe option. Sometimes that mm-hmm. safest option is actually watering down your brand or creating something more mediocre and you're missing out on that opportunity to stand out, be something new in your customer's mind or a potential customer's mind to get that next look. You know, for us, we work with clients of all different size, scale, how many years they've been in business. And I think color is one of those things that clients will tend to hold on to. If they've been blue for six years, <laughs> the thought of being green or orange or red can be scary um, because it's not safe, it's unknown. And I think the one thing that I always try to remind them of is, listen, you've been blue. Now, there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of opportunity in red or whatever the color palette is. It doesn't feel comfortable right now because you're seeing this version of yourself for the first time. Sure. But how do you think you're going to feel about red 18 months from now? It probably won't feel as divisive. It won't feel as off-putting or different. Or weird, it'll feel totally comfortable at that point. So it's okay to feel weird in the moment, but as long as there's a lot of strategic opportunity in pursuing alternative color palettes, and you've mentioned a ton, it probably isn't going to feel that weird, you know, 12, 18, six months in. Um, because time, you know, makes the heart grow fonder with these color palettes. Um, and blue is the trend. Please, please. Change is hard. Oh, for real. Yeah, change is uncomfortable. You know, you know that. You know me. I don't like change. I'm a, I wear the same thing every single day. You will probably never see me in a white t shirt. Um, doesn't mean I won't. Maybe I will. Maybe I need to change my brand. But, uh, Natalie, with that, we are at our 10 minutes. Uh, thank you so much for talking about design trends and branding. And, uh, hope you have an awesome day. You too.